Hello, people. Hey, want to welcome you to this episode of Bible News Radio. Yeah, I do. It's Free For All Friday. It is July 23rd when we're recording this live. I'm your host, Stacey Lynn Harp, and I'm glad that you are joining us tonight because Randall Pandlebearface and I tonight are going to talk about some headlines. Earlier today, I sat through a press conference that Tennessee Department of Health thing gave talking about the vaccine. And I'm going to tell you what they said. And I'm also going to share with you a story I heard yesterday from a friend of mine, what happened when they got the vaccine. Yeah, Randall's got some stuff to share as well. And I want you to weigh in. We need you to weigh in. We are considering considering seriously, that was easy to say, going back to taped only uh, and not doing a live show anymore. Just because there's most of the live streaming platforms are hiding our show. And, you know, it's like the, those of you who listen to the show live, I know who you are. You know, that's how few of you there are, <laughs> which sounds awful because, you know, uh, I know people like the show, but it's. It's, it's, it's a time thing for us, and we're about ready to launch a new website, which I think you're going to love, and it's going to have four main focuses. It's going to have Bible News Radio, the show. It's going to talk about Bible reading accountability. It's also going to talk about Bible study and biblical counseling. Those are the four main areas that Heart Tug International, which is our nonprofit, oversees. And uh, it used to be... A number of years ago that this show was just the main thing that we do but over the over time as God changes you and as things change you know technologically you know big tech interferes with stuff uh, you know different things um, God kind of directs and he moves and you know it's interesting I I recently had um, an, an interesting experience. I want to share this with you. And then get your Bible. And I want to read you Psalm 19. Um, but I had this, I had this very interesting experience many years ago. Uh, when I was in therapy, um, I taped a lot of my therapy sessions. I did. And I remember telling my therapist at the time, hey, do you mind if I tape this? Because I'm going to be able to learn from it now I can go back and review it and maybe take some of what you said and, and go through it and work through whatever the issue is I was working through. And the other thing was, I was thinking, you know, one day, maybe I will write a life story, you know, a book about my life. And these tapes will be able to document my life. Well, so I found my tapes and they're from 25, 26, 27, 28, 30 years ago right? Well, as you guys know, if you're as old as I am, technology has changed a lot in 25, 30 years, right? So I have these micro cassette tapes and regular cassette tapes, and I had to actually go and buy a actual cassette player so I could play the cassette tapes because I don't have one anymore. And, and I have one that digitizes it. We'll put it on an MP3 format and stuff. And, and, um, anyway, and I, and I, I had to find a, a micro cassette player on eBay that was relatively cheap so I could play some of the, the micro cassette tapes. And, and, you know, I was thinking, I was telling Randall right before the show, if you had the opportunity to hear yourself in the past when you were younger and as an older person, give them advice, what would you say to them? And I now interestingly have that opportunity <laughs> it's it is the weirdest thing to be able to hear yourself 25 years ago talking about things that really concerned you and and mattered to you and that bothered you uh 25 years later and even more so it's even more amazing to me to hear my therapist and how she was responding to me and and how I responded to her. And I have to tell you, I mean, honestly, I'm just sharing because, you know, if you're like me, you, you've always 
had a, a vision for the future and always are goal oriented. You always have this way of looking at life and stuff. And um, uh, honestly, I was listening to this this session and you guys have no idea how far I've come. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I, I heard uh, in this session in particular, uh, me being very like with my therapist and like very like, um, you know what? I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> and I don't know what you mean by that. Why are you asking me these questions? You know, and, and it's so funny. Um, now it's funny to me now cause I'm so far out of that. Um, but it really gives, you know, the, the idea, um, came to my mind, um, if you knew the conversation you were having with a person today would change your life forever, how would you view that conversation? How would you, how would you view it? How would you treat it? And you know, it's funny cause I, I look at those sessions and I think, man, those were holy moment moments. They were sacred ground moments, you know, with a, little bit of an older woman caring for and mentoring a younger woman. And I look today and I'm like, man, how cool is that? And you know, the cool thing is that the even cooler thing is that after 15 years of not seeing her, uh, I started to talk to her recently about my grief because of my dad and a whole bunch of other stuff, you know, that's attached to that. And what's funny is, you know, knowing, you know, I'm not 20 anymore. I'm, I'm 52, you know, and there's, there's a, there's something really sacred to me about even the conversations I'm having now and being able to look back where I was and, and all that, how much more so our life with God, you know? My friend Gail that, that shared Jesus with me when I was in high school, she had no idea, none, the um, the way that that changed my life. And what I will tell you is I also found a tape, and this cracks me up. I found a tape, and on it I had written Stacy's very old, old music or something like that. <laughs> I put it in, and that tape is so old that I don't even sound like an adult. Randall was like, is that you? I go, yeah, that's me. My voice is like completely still a kid, teenager. Um, and, uh, and, and I think I literally had my very first song that I ever wrote on that tape and I was singing it and, and, <laughs> and, and I was listening to, um, me declare all this stuff and about God. And, and honestly, I had to shut the tape off. I told Randall, I said, I, and Randall listened to this too, but I, I shut it off and I, I told Randall, I said, if I wasn't saved, I would totally be getting saved right now. Because <laughs> like, I was, I mean, that was, man, that was who I was back then. Now, who am I now? Here's the thing though. Here's the interesting thing. Um, I'm mature now. <laughs> uh, and, and a lot more mellow. You, you have no idea. Um, it, it's just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if any of you really care all that much about my journey, but I, I, I share my journey because for those of you who are younger, who watch the show, you know what? I want you to know that those things that you're struggling with, whether it's parenting or dealing with your husband or your wife or whatever it is, you know, those things are going to pass. You're going to change. You're going to grow up a little bit and you will be able to look back and you'll have a perspective that's mature and calming and you won't be as obsessed and stressed as you were, you know, maybe now. Um, life really does change you if you want to change. And I just, <clears throat> I'm just looking at this as such a gift and a reality check too, because sometimes, you know, you go through your life and you're like, did that really happen? You know, I mean, you forget stuff as you get older. Um, but it's like, yeah, did I, did I, did that really impact me back then? And I'm like, huh, yeah, you know what? That really did impact me. Having a mother 
tell you things, you know, that are hurtful your whole life. Yeah, that, that did impact, you know, not having a dad there that, that impacts, you know, having whatever issue it is, you know, you fill in the blank. These things do impact you and you can't minimize them, but you can't stay stuck in them either. You acknowledge them, you, you grieve it, whatever you have to do, and then you use it and you move forward in order to help somebody else. So uh, with that said, let me read you Psalm 19. I was reading, I'm reading in the Psalms right now during my time with the Lord. And I read this uh, this week and um, I... A couple of things stood out to me I want to share with you. So it says here, the heavens are telling of the glory of God. And their expanse is declaring the work of his hands. Day to day pours forth speech and night to night reveals knowledge. There is no speech, nor are there words. Their voice is not heard. I love this. I love this. I totally love that because that's so profound and so deep at the same time. Their line has gone out through all the earth and their utterances to the end of the world. He, or rather in them, he has placed a tent for the sun. Okay, think about that just for a minute. How many of you usually think of the sun as being out there as far as the, you know, the remotest part of the earth? You know, we got the sun, we got the moon, we got the stars. We don't think that the sun is is covered up in a tent, that the sun is inside of a tent. But here it says that in them he has placed a tent for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber. It rejoices as a strong man to run his course. Its rising is from one end of the heavens and its circuit to the other end of them. And there is nothing hidden from its heat. And then I remember when I was first saved, this verse blessed my heart. The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. We can see that also in Psalm 119. There's a parallel thoughts in Psalm 119 to that. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true. They are righteous altogether. They are more desirable than gold, yes, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned. In keeping them there is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Acquit me of hidden faults. Also, keep back your servant from presumptuous sins. Let them not rule over me. Then I will be blameless and I shall be acquitted of great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. I love, 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 love this psalm. I love, I love this psalm. So today, I just want to throw that out there to you. I want to encourage you to go read Psalm 19, kind of focus on it, meditate on it, and see if the Lord shows you something new, because there's something pretty cool in there. And with that said, let's bring Bareface on screen, and we are going to have a free-for-all Friday discussion. The harps are in the house. Yeah, we are. And you want me on screen because? Because you're handsome and hunky and cute. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you are. (laughs) <laughs> I can't get my hair to fill the fill the box, but I know you're not as talented as me. No, I'm not. <laughs> so what is it? It's my headphones that are compressing my hair, holding yeah. holding it down. New, I just got some distortion going on there because I leaned in too close to the microphone. But oh well. Yes. So um, so Randall, you know, I just shared you know about my life and and you know hearing the. The tapes, right? The early, the, the tapes that you've never heard, actually, apparently. The tapes, kind of like the Watergate tapes. <laughs> yeah, they're hard to hear, though, because it's like they're they're so old, the static and stuff. Um, yeah, magnetic tape does, over time, you know, lose its charge. Hmm. I mean, this is just the nature of things that, you know, just like if you... 
if you rub a balloon, you know, on some clothing, whatever, builds the static light for you, that, that, that charge is going to dissipate eventually. Yeah. Of course, you know, rather than being something on the surface of a latex balloon, I mean, it, it's metal oxides that are on plastic tape, and they'll hold a charge a lot longer, but eventually they, they'll just lose a charge because of, well, we're not going to get into physics, but... You know, it's just kind of is the way of the universe, the second yeah. law of thermodynamics and all that sort of stuff. That yeah. Anyway, so listening to that tape of me when I was really young, what stood out to you about that? Like, like when, like from your teens or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. It had to be either mid-teens or very early, very early twenties, like twenty, twenty-one. Mm, no, I wouldn't think it was that. Because you were 23 when we married, and right, you didn't true. sound <laughs> that young at that time. Um, so, I'm going to guess that you were in your teens. Um, obviously, you were reading things that you had written, mm -hmm. um, because it didn't sound extemporaneous. But um, I was just impressed with just how together you were. Um <laughs> I know, Just right? your vocabulary, your <laughs> theology. My my vocabulary, like I used words like quixotic. <laughs> but, you know, for a teenager. <laughs> like, what? I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Seriously? You do now. Hopefully you did then. Probably. I, I probably had a word of the day. Some, I probably... I used to read the dictionary. It, it comes from... It comes from the character Don Quixote, right? Of um, oh come on, and you know it's funny. Lisa told me I was like Don Quixote. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, well, that could chasing be, windmills. Yeah, that mm -hmm. could be a yeah a um, <laughs> a compliment or an insult. No, to, it was a compliment. Yeah, just my therapist would of, never insult me. <laughs> well, I guess in the soul, in the sense of his. Um, his, uh, I don't know, his his right fighting spirit. I'm trying to think of, I wouldn't say altruism, but because um, he wanted the, you know, the appreciation of his lady friend. Um, anyway, my vocabulary isn't that good. All these So you were impressed by my theology and my vocabulary. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. I found some of my old music too, and and I sent I sent some of it to some of my friends. Pam Gillespie responded and said, "Good theology." <laughs> I was I was thinking that was that was a unique response, but you come back. I will. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's it's a unique response when somebody says good theology. They don't say anything about your singing voice or your musical talent. They just say good theology. Uh, <laughs> Just, I just kind of thought that was funny. Well, good. I'm glad. I had no idea. Not, I had no idea what theology was when I even wrote that song. But uh, anyway, so earlier today, um, there, there is, um, there, there was a Tennessee. Um, I was trying to find it here on my website. A Tennessee health commissioner. Uh, says almost all cases of severe illness resulting in hospitalization or death are now among the unvaccinated. So I watched this press conference, right? I turned it, it was on Facebook, Channel 5 News, ouch, channel, News Channel 5, Nashville. Uh, so I thought, you know what, I got a few minutes, I'm going to listen to what they're saying. And it actually was a press conference on Zoom, and all the press were in there. Uh, of course, I wasn't in there because I didn't know about it, but... But <clears throat> some of the press called out this commissioner um, on some of the stuff that she was saying. But what really blew me away about this was was literally she was saying that all of the severe illnesses were be from people who were not vaccinated. Um, and then she said the protocol for unvaccinated people is the following. You got to wear a mask, social distance and wash your hands 
She also went on to say, talk about the marketing, and a lot of people had concerns about how Tennessee was marketing this vaccine to children. Um, and she admitted that they had been kind of doing that, but they decided to, to kind of change things up and then just pretty much market it to the parents. Uh, I think they called it the Get the Shot campaign or something like that. Um, so not, not really, quote, mandating it, but at the same time wanting parents to bring their kids to get them vaccinated where they would be having clinics at the schools uh, and things like that. And they also talked about how the overwhelming majority now of the people who um, are getting vaccinated are not getting vaccinated through the clinics. They're getting vaccinated through primary providers now. Is there a reason you're throwing the cursor all over the screen? No, don't mean to be. Okay. Anyway, so I just thought it was interesting. There was some anti-vaxxers commenting and making comments. And there's some comments from Christians who are saying, well, hey, God made, you know, scientists smart enough to come up with the vaccine. And, and so I'm a Christian that's bold and I'm getting vaccinated because I'm super smart because God made super smart people to figure out this vaccine and all this other stuff. Meanwhile, there were some of us who were like, well, the numbers aren't really that high in Tennessee, even though they tried to use scare tactics and say that they were. And then, of course, they were saying that all the majority of the people who are dying were those who weren't vaccinated. But then they also talked a little bit about how there's always some pre-existing conditions. Well, I'm going to read you um, a press, a press, a Facebook post from a friend of mine who I'm not going to share the name because it's related to somebody who is a relatively private person. But I, I want you to share, I want you to hear this man's experience because this is a good friend of mine's husband. And uh, uh, I was sad to see this. He wrote, shortly after getting my second Pfizer shot, I experienced four heart attacks. The first was prolonged and non-resolving angina. The second two were shortness of breath. I could breathe easily, but my body was telling me it was starving for O2. The last was at the hospital where my heart rate was way above 220 beats per minute. They shocked me several times before taking me to the cat lab and sedating me. In the end, four stents were installed. Additional side effects are 20% higher blood pressure, 15% higher resting pulse, and double, double low cholesterol. He wrote, I had not, had I not been near or at the hospital, I probably would not be writing this today. Uh, I can conclusively, I can say conclusively the COVID vaccine hurt me, but the current thinking is I would have had the same severe response if I contracted COVID. So, and, and then he talks about, well, I'm just going to read the rest. He writes, this ended up being a blessing in disguise. The severe reaction revealed two 90% and a 99% blockage that was not detected in a comprehensive heart health checkup the week before. That's very important because this man's in his 60s now. And I will tell you that, you know, you should get your heart checked if you haven't. And, you know, comprehensive heart checks are important. But apparently he had had a health a heart health checkup the week before and and they didn't catch that he had 90% blockage and 99% blockage then he said here being closed 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 we to a hospital meant that they could treat a previously unknown problem my body is still tweaked by the vaccine but i have made but i have made some life adjustments. I hope in time my cholesterol, blood pressure, and heart rate return to normal. Maybe the worst thing is that there's not enough medical data to establish a treatment protocol, so all the doctors can do is treat the symptoms. Today, I am fairly isolated because my body will probably react to the virus the same way it did to the vaccine. I am limiting my interactions with friends and family to those that were vaccinated or have similarly been isolating. I am a blessed, I'm blessed to have a great family who are doing their best to protect me from the from being exposed to active COVID. They are the best, and um, they they definitely are the best. But Randall, what do you think of that? What do you think of the story there? Because because on the you know you you know you know who this is. This is a very dear man. Yes, yes, and, I, I, um, know, I know. Yeah, 
And yeah, someone we know. It's not just something from the corners of the dark web. Someone expressing their actual experience with with COVID vaccine. Like I said, well, maybe they would have the same things happen had they contracted the COVID virus. I'm not sure, and I guess we'll never know. Right. Um, but, man, I don't know where to start. Let's just tell me. I'll just start with what this 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 report uh, from someone we know that, yeah, he acknowledges this, that he said the COVID vi- vaccine harmed him. And, and yeah, I believe it. You know, having had the, the uh, you know, checkup and stress test that just like a couple weeks before, uh, none of this stuff shown, you know, basically had a physical exam and then following the second shot of the Pfizer vaccine, right? Yeah. Yeah, because it's one's two yeah. injections. And I will say they're in California, so that that is a different state that we're in. Cholesterol. Some hunt them down now. Don't give them too much information, but um, but well, I have a lot of friends in California. Yeah, so. but anyway, but you know the 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 blood pressure, the cholesterol. Um, you know, those things, the heart rate, I mean, um, yeah. I can't imagine over 200. That's insane. Yeah. I've had mine over a hundred. That's one thing, but over 200 is crazy. Yeah. When, when, when you're resting, it's not, if you're working out really intensely, then. That's my concern is, is that there is, I know a lot of people who've had the vaccine and I would say the majority of my friends that have had it have gotten sick. You know, they've had to deal with some type of reaction. Maybe not death, but like sick for three or four days, feeling like they're going to die, the flu. I mean, horrible. And I'd like to launch into that a little bit. Yes, you do that. You don't mind? Nope, not at all. All right. Well, let's start with um, sort of the, the, I guess, the beginning. Let's start at the beginning. There is, yes, there is. I could put my mug on there. Yeah, you, you can put yourself on um, there. You go. Here, I it's getting cut off a little bit. Um, let me uh, see if I can. There we go. This is VAERS. That's the way I pronounce that. I don't know how it's pronounced. The Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. Uh, this was created in the early 80s sometime. I don't remember exactly. It might have been 1980. Um, uh, to it's, it's open to the public, and, and anyone can report an adverse event. You'll find this at V-A-E-R-S, as in Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, dot H-H-S, as in Health and Human Services, dot gov. So... There are a number of people looking at this data, and um, there is an organization, uh, Trial, I'll just pop this over, is this one? No, um, this site, yeah, Trial Site News. Um, This is a very balanced report. Uh, they're not saying is of the devil and change your DNA. They're not saying everybody rush out and there's, they're taking a very balanced look at things. And this article here, uh, published very recently, um, I think like yesterday. Anyway, so they say CDC shares, uh, bears for COVID-19 vaccines, 12,230. 313 reports of deaths, but no causal link, according to the agency. According to the, I'm just going to read this. Mm-hmm. It's not that long. Go for it. And uh, especially for the audio audience only, this is good stuff. So recently, the chatter online about deaths associated with COVID-19 vaccines was confirmed by the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention between the dates of December 14, 2020 through July 19, 2021, based on entries into the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. Apparently, the CDC has shared publicly that the Federal Health Agency has received 12,313 individual reports of actual death among those who have received one of the COVID-19 vaccines. That is one of the vaccines under 
Food and Drug Administration's emergency use authorization, because that's what they're under right now. It's not they're not FDA approved. They're being administered on the FDA emergency use authorization. I haven't had FDA approval yet, but just granted administration under the emergency use use authorization. Easy for me to say, not. Anyway, back to the article. That's overall a small number when accounting for the 338 million doses of the vaccines administered across America, representing a death rate of only 0.0036%. On the other hand, this is an unprecedented number of fatalities when compared to any other vaccination initiative over the past few decades, given it's only been available over half a year. So the numbers in six months, six, you know, six to eight months, um, are um, unprecedented compared to other vaccine initiatives over the past several decades. You know, more more deaths are associated, anyway, or seem to be associated. Let me go on with the article. As of July 22nd, the CDC now reports that this number was a mistake, and then revised the number 6,207. A system to track safety reports, the cases are open to the public. However, a trial site has published that about 60% of the VAERS cases are submitted by healthcare professionals. But it is an open system that is overseen by the CDC in conjunction with the FDA. Trial site encourages transparency and open dialogue, including scientific debate and a number of op-ed articles questioning the number of deaths associated with the current batch of the COVID-19 vaccines. Uh, interestingly, the website was updated to include 12,313 deaths as it is depicted in the image below. And a recent visit to the website now declares 6,207 deaths. And so, three days ago they were reporting 12,313, but as of yesterday they revised it down to 6,207. Well, the the CDC has stated that based on a review of the relevant information, including death certificates, medical records, etc., the agency has declared that there is no causal links between the reports and the vaccine. Like, so at this point, it's just coincidental. Hmm. The people receiving the vaccine happen to also die. It's just a coincidence. Well, there's no causal link. Hence, the federal government is not on record that there are no direct ties between the events, so they're not on record that there are no direct ties. It's on record that there are no direct ties. They're on record that there are no direct ties. Anyway, so that's official position, there are no direct ties. Anyway, independent analyses have demonstrated that a sizable number of the total reported deaths have occurred within 36 hours of the administration of the vaccine. Wow. However, the government won't acknowledge any correlation That's the formal declaration for now. Suffice it to say, there are many questions. A more detailed analysis of the government's findings would be a positive disclosure. Transparency, particularly with the novel drugs and cutting-edge vaccines, still under investigational classification. That's what they are. They're, They're considered, as far as the medical establishment is concerned, even the government classifications, they're investigational. Investigation classification, that is the emergency use authorization. So transparency, particular with vaccines, cutting AIDS vaccines, still under investigational classification, you know, is a sound policy following good ethical practices. And so trial site news, that's that's all they're asking for is some is some transparency. It's like, hey, these these are investigational vaccines you know it's it's they had they're not fda approved they're under emergency use and while they're still being investigated in the world's largest medical trial ever um we should have some you know okay why were the deaths adjusted from 12,313 to 6,207 they said well after reviewing um you know death certificate and stuff like that we we just corrected it well you know, what was it about those? And apparently, they're not saying. And you can you can go to VAERS yourself and you, get, you search the database and all hey, that. What's it's the URL for that? For which? The Dares, VAERS database? Yeah. Uh, V-A-E-R-S. V-A-E-R-S. As in Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. Okay. 
dot hhs as in health and human services dot gov dot gov yes so there you go this is a government website so here's what i would recommend what i read was from uh trial site news okay talking about but citing various uh, statistics and there's um there's an organization called Open V-A-E-R-S. You find them at openvaers.com. And they do a daily thing where they take the numbers available through the, the public site, the um, you know the VAERS database, and they just put it in uh, PDF form. So, and so the, these are these are these are um, these are from the twenty first. So um, what I would say, what? if you're going to get a vaccine, this vaccine in particular, I would say make sure you have your will done. Okay? I'm being dead serious. Totally dead serious. If you're going to get a vaccine, there's a high risk of death within 36 hours. Make sure you get your will done. You can do that with me, Legal Shield. You can sign up. It's 25 bucks a month. All you got to do is sign up for it. It's a month-to-month thing. Um, hopefully you'll keep it forever as long as you live. But if you know you're being required to do this and you need a will, you need to get it done. It's $25 to get your will done with Legal Shield. Um, and not just your will, but also your health care directives. Uh, if you're 18 or over, you need to have those in writing so that you know, uh, so that the medical people know what you what your wishes are in the event you're not able to speak for yourself. So that's very serious. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to be a fear monger or anything, but, but if that many people are dying within 36 hours of getting this vaccine, then you need to get your will done. You should have it done anyway, but if you don't have it done, let me know. Get in touch with me. We'll get you signed up for Legal Shield so you can get your will done. You should get it done anyway. Um, Randall and I got ours done, um, and all that. I would also recommend if you're going to get vaccinated, you and your spouse in particular, get alternate vaccinations. I I wouldn't, both of you get the Pfizer one or whatever the other ones are. I would. Moderna. Yeah, there's there's Moderna. I know, I know there's some, some of my friends, that's what they did. Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, they've got separate ones. So that they they don't, but they didn't get both the same one because you know some killed. Is there is there uh, does this site say which one is killing more people? Um, there's I don't know. I guess hmm. you'd have to um, yeah, go yeah. look for yourself. Yeah. So the vaccine adverse event reporting system. It's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, there's this. There is this organization, uh, Open Bears, uh, where they they do the daily data and crunch it down all into a PDF. And so, because when you get the data, you know it comes down as data, and you got to, um, you know, and, yeah. There's various ways you can search it and all that. So, um. So, um, open bears. Okay. So they update 1,273,539 reports. And again, the bears, the vaccine adverse event reporting system is okay, but it was put in place 1990. Okay. I, I thought it was the 80s. So, okay. I sit corrected 1990. So we've got, you know, um, 31 years of, history but of course for covid vaccine covid19 vaccine we've only got since december because that's when they're administered anyway so in that eight months of time you know we've got one million two hundred seventy three thousand five hundred thirty and again this is a public system so it's self-reported but as trial site news pointed out that um 60 of the reports are from healthcare re- professionals so it's not, you know, just like fake Amazon reviews or stuff like that. You know, some right. of them could be, somebody could, you know, anybody can put in a report and say that their tongue turned green and twisted into a corkscrew or something. You know, somebody sure. could say that, but because it's a public reporting system. But 
you know, 60% of the data is coming from healthcare professionals. Anyway, so this organization, Open VAERS, um, they, I don't want things to cut off here, but uh, they take the numbers and they crunch them. And so um, here's, I don't know if we can see this, kind of small. This is from July 9th where they put numbers together. Uh, you know, beginning December, December 2020. You have to read the numbers for our audio audience. I'm going to. Okay. Okay, so these are the 463, 456 reports through July 9th. Um, so, so this isn't from December. What period is this? Because if there's 1 million reports altogether, these are 463,000 reports, so... It says through July 9th, so I don't know when it begins, what period. But whatever period. Uh, 10,991 deaths. I guess that would be probably since December. Uh, 30,781 hospitalizations. 59,402 urgent care. 82,535 office visits. Uh, 2,487 anaphylaxis. Cases of anaphylaxis, 2,885 Bell's palsy, 1,073 miscarriages, 3,906 heart attacks, uh, 2,466 reports of myocarditis or of pericarditis, and, and 9,274 reports of disability. Um, and then they give... Uh, they break it down by age group and cases vaccinated. Um, uh, well, this is Israel confirmed cases. Interesting. I don't know, but you can find out more at the aforementioned websites. Uh, all this to say, I go back to trial site news. It's like, okay, this this is experimental. You know, there there are there are you know the, those on the. You know, the conspiracy theorists, they're saying, oh, it gets in and it alters your DNA and you're going to become, you know, part reptile or whatever, you know, um, you know, part of the, you know, you're going to be the servant class, of the reptilians. Anyway, <laughs> there's that far stretching. And then there's, and there's the other end of the spectrum is, you know, take this as just like candy and you're you're doing this you do america proud and do the world proud you're a great world citizen and you're butthead if you don't take this right now well that's that was the interesting thing about the press conference was that it was clearly get the vaccine get the shot no matter what you know who gives oh. a, who you know and the and the people who are like well wait a minute like i asked in the chat is this fda approved knowing it's not you know, it, it's like... And as Open Varys points out, um, you know, what about the uh, 1976 H1N1 flu campaign that was halted after 25 deaths? It makes... Well, to me, it is obvious. But here's the thing. Let's go back to a spiritual thing, a, a right. spiritual thought. This is finishing this thought it's like and this is where i'm coming from again i'm not on either one of those spectrums it's like get it today or you're a butthead or i'm not saying if you get it you're gonna turn into some reptilian creature or anything like that nothing like that right but i'm with trial site news this is this is experimental this is the world's largest medical trial in in all of human history because it is experimental. Um, and it is, as far as I know, at least not in a public and way. It never, doesn't cure COVID either. Never done for this M mRNA, messenger RNA injection. You know, rather than old school vaccines where they give you uh, the virus, uh, deactivated virus, either is dead virus or somehow crippled so that your body builds up antibodies to that foreign substance this is putting messenger rna in your body to get your body to manufacture the foreign substance in order to build antibodies to it so the, the thinking is and maybe it's great it's cutting edge medical science that rather than injecting you with you know 
whatever so many hundred thousand of these cells that you know they'll give you some messenger rna that your body will manufacture you know hundreds of thousands or millions of these protein that that your body will then um um you know manufacture antibodies for and fight it but that seems like it's like giving it's like giving the uh, a trojan horse to so your body creates its own infection to fight off uh it's just it's just weird and and what i don't like about it is okay this you know it's not being touted as this is experimental this is the world's largest medical trial ever this may be great thing but we don't know yet some transparency just like trial night site news is saying instead of you know it's it's like candy it's like candy for babies you know and just this and then we can talk about the alabama or alabama governor and other things but you wanted to get on to some well, no, I, I mean, I, I just wanted to, you know, to consider who's the God of the world. What is the God of the world? What is his role? I'll tell you, Revelation 20. Revelation 20 tells us that the God of this world will be bound for a thousand years because he was the one that deceived the nations. Um, and... You know, the God of this world, Satan, the devil, um, right now it has full reign, right? I mean, we're not during the millennial reign. Jesus isn't here yet reigning on earth. That he, The God of this world hasn't been thrown into the, the abyss to be chained for a thousand years to be held back. He he is alive and well on planet earth, as you know, Hal Lindsey wrote many years ago. Satan is alive and well on planet earth. Uh, his goal is to deceive the nations. This is a worldwide pandemic, if you will. The World World Health Organization has a um, you know funding from the from Gates, Bill Gates, um, and all these people. They want to reduce the world's population by by a certain percentage, so that ultimately they can have more control. This is not a fairy tale. This is this is reality. It's it's not a fairy tale. You can go look it up. That's how I know about it. I looked it up. I read the info. It's out there, you know? And, um, you know, all Randall and I are doing is kind of just showing you the what's out there. The evidence suggests that this is happening. And um, for me, the whole thing with getting a vaccine um, has nothing to do with uh, getting better at all. I mean... I think this whole COVID thing has been the biggest con played on earth. Um, I'm not saying COVID isn't real. Clearly it's real. But I think the fear that has been uh, promulgated throughout this whole thing has been the thing that scared the people the most. I mean, think about it just for a second. And and I will be honest and, and share with you some of my inner thoughts. So here I am, completely healthy person. I mean, I've never been really ill you know i've had, I've battled sinus problems off and on especially living here now in tennessee there's been you know an increase in that but barometric pressure bothers me sinus neck issues bother me but as far as having immune issues i've never had them i've always had a very strong healthy immune system and so i'm going hmm you know i'm i'm listening to the propaganda that they put out in the beginning uh, over a year ago uh, and you know, they're telling us all to stay inside. Don't go to church. Don't do this. Don't do this. Wash your hands, do this, do that. Then wear a mask. Then don't wear a mask. And then we'll double up on your mask and wait, still use hand sanitizer. No, don't use hand sanitizer because it's poison, you know? And again, it's like, okay, but what are the ultimate consequences? The ultimate consequences for the healthy person with a good immune system is, well, if you get COVID, you'll get over it. Right. But then they bring up this little dinky percentage under a percent of people who get it, who have compromised immune systems. They will die, be hospitalized and they'll need a ventilator. <laughs> and then we have this show with Donald Trump, what happened with him and how he got it supposedly and how he supposedly got the vaccine and blah, blah, whatever, etc. And I'm just like going, 
the greater thing that's happening is social change. You're controlling the population using fear. Because, because lay aside all that stuff. Look at social media and how that's changed in the last couple of years. Okay. If there's, if there's not anything nefarious about this, then why hide all the, the people who are not liking it? Why attack us, uh, anti-vaxxer, if you will, or somebody who wants to not be vaccinated? Why you got to say anti-vaxxer? You know, it's like, you know, anti-choice. It's like, <laughs> okay. Um, why block all this info? Why censor President Donald Trump on Twitter and throw him off? I mean, the, the, the most powerful man in the world, these arrogant twits that own social media platforms like Twitter and Facebook, they ban the, the president? I mean, think about it. These are, these are things, these are the things we should be talking about. You know, not that somebody can get a cold. Um, and... And, you know, and then, and then the way they've created division, well, you know, you don't love me or you're the one that's going to get me sick if you don't get vaccinated. Well, I go back to the whole flu shot thing. I don't get the flu shot. I don't need to get the flu shot because my attitude has always been if everybody else around me is getting the flu shot, nobody's going to get the flu around me. So I ain't going to get the flu. So I'm not going to get the shot. Plus, I know lots of people who've gotten the flu shot who've gotten sick from it. And I'm like, why would I voluntarily get something that would, could potentially make me sick? I just think that's kind of nuts. I mean, that's just my opinion. That's how I think. But don't forget this. That's, and this is my main point because I don't want to go over time here. My main point is the God of this world is a liar and a deceiver. He does it through the media. Okay. People who are telling the gospel truth are being banned and hidden in the media, right? People who are being called conspiracy theorists are being hidden when they're putting out facts based on this, the evidence that's been provided to them from the liars <laughs> that are out there. It's like, huh. So I will just say this. I will say, pray for discernment. I was doing my Bible study this morning with my, with my lady friends. Um, in Psalm 119, and one of the questions that I asked them was, I said, because uh, in, in the Psalm 119, I think it's, it's, it's either in the Heth or the Teth stanza, um, it, it talks about God is good and gives good discernment. And I asked them, what is, what is discernment? How biblically, what is discernment? And a couple of them kind of gave me some answers. And, and then I said, well, biblically speaking, if you look at Proverbs, Proverbs tells you what discernment is. Discernment is the ability to determine good from evil. And we are living in the days of Isaiah 520 when good is called evil and evil is called good. All you have to do is look at moral issues of the day. Um, homosexuality being one of the hottest topics where our culture our law, our government is saying, hey, let's bless this abomination uh, that God calls it. Let's bless it. Let's elevate it to the status of marriage, which is a complete anathema to God, right? I mean, God calls homosexuality an abomination and killed them in the Old Testament, just saying. And I know that's like, oh my gosh, you're such a hater. How dare you say that? I didn't say it though. God did. I just repeated it, right? So if Something that simple, the devil can convince believers even to go, oh, let's embrace this. Let's be tolerant of people who practice this behavior because they were born that way, blah, blah. How much more something, more something essentially more benign with a COVID thing when really they're setting up a world system, you know, the, the internet connects the whole world. We are no longer under a national government as much as you don't want to hear that it's true we now live in a worldwide government we we might have rights as americans but they're being taken away every single day behind your back right under your nose right i mean who who signs a law in order to figure out what's in it later i mean give me a break right so ultimately you got to figure out who your allegiance is going to be to and that's where I want to end the show. I want you to consider where is your allegiance? Who are you going to bow the knee to? Who are you going to believe?
right? As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You know, Randall and I have talked about that. We've talked about, you know, if it comes to certain things, what are we going to do? We will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. This is really nothing new under the sun. It's just a different idol that the world is worshiping and declaring us and telling us to worship it too. Um, but we're not going to, right? So I want to encourage you to, ouch, start to memorize the word of God, to hide it in your heart. You don't have to memorize Psalm 119 like I am doing, but I want to encourage you, go to BibleMemory.com, download the mobile app. You can put it on your phone, your iPad. You can you can use it from your desktop. Uh, if you want the audio version where you can record, uh, you can get 20% off the app, which is, I think the app is like $9.99. And if you use my my Bible News coupon code, you can save $2 and get it for $7.90. So basically eight bucks. You can get it for eight bucks. It's definitely worth it. You can record on it. Um, and that will help you memorize a scripture. The free version just gives you the ability to do everything else but use the audio. Um, I want to encourage you to begin to seriously read the Bible every day and memorize as much of it as you can. It's not hard. It just takes time to do it. And if you can take time to watch five hours of TV news, you can take an hour a day or a half hour a day to invest in spending meditating on God's word. Um, that's eternal. It's going to edify you. It's not going to destroy you. It's not going to make you scared. In fact, it's going to strengthen you um, to get your head out of the world system and get it into God's system. That's the most important thing. Um, the other thing I would say is, um, you know, we're looking to, we're, we're, we're still waiting to, to buy a, a brand new mixer for our show. Um, we're about three quarters of the way there to our goal of $650 or so. Uh, so if you want to donate to our show, it's nonprofit. You can go over to BibleNewsRadio.com uh, forward slash give and donate through the PayPal button there on the site. site goes to our Heart Tug International nonprofit. So, so you're, you're gift is tax deductible. Um, I think we need about 150 or so bucks more. So if somebody wants to help donate that to us, that would rock. Uh, if you just want to donate to the general fund, that's great too. We look, we're looking for more monthly pillars of the community and you can just sign up and do that there uh, at our website. So that is it. And I want to remind you of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 which says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. You know, we quote that, but really think about that um, because right now it's really easy to kind of want to lean into our own understanding when it comes to all this stuff. And it's really easy to walk in fear. And, you know, as a recovering fear addict myself, I, I, I want to encourage you to guard your heart against the fear mongering of the media. Uh, and, and, and frankly, even some people in the church, you know, who are out there, rah, 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 rah. you know what, lift up God's word. You know, I have, I have my Bible here. I have a Bible in my car. I got a Bible in my purse. Pretty much got a Bible everywhere. You know, this is, this is where real life is. It's in here. You know, this is living. It's active. I'm actually excited. I'm going to be starting a precept study in he Hebrews um, in a couple of weeks. And um, I'm excited because I'm going to be learning more about Jesus and how he's above all, you know, and the supremacy. It's, it's just going to be so good. So um, looking forward to that. So Randall, you got any other final thoughts? No, ma'am. All right. So with that said, everybody, I uh, hope you guys have a good day. Hey, if you're watching or listening to the show on Anchor, uh, feel free to let me know. Message me at my website, BibleNewsRadio.com, and we'll see, uh, we'll see you back. And we'll also be posting some BNR memos over on our Anchor page as well. That's our little short 15-minute and under uh, commentary that we put out a couple times a week. So enjoy that, and we'll see you again.